welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast, a podcast about sharing stories on the struggles and successes of real life healthy living for the family. From easy ways to eat more colorful foods to finding your happy movement. Cut the baloney of the food shaming or the guilt of eating certain foods and keep the focus on making healthy habits that work for you. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. It really makes you feel good. Like it makes you feel strong, it makes you feel alive, it makes you feel energetic. And that is the key at the end of the day, it's feeling good because that's your motivating factor for eating healthy forever. Welcome to episode 20, where I talk with registered dietitian Jennifer Giles, the owner of Eat For Sport. From beginner to professional athlete, she helps her clients unlock the secret weapon to sports performance, nutrition. She clears out the clutter for her clients regarding the latest fad diets to hydration, to proper fueling, and links the gap in nutrition to help them feel their very best before during and after any type of training. She is leading the way in the sports nutrition world. So join us for this conversation. Tell everyone who you are and what you do. All right. Well, my name is Jennifer Giles and I am a sports dietitian nutritionist. I've had a private practice for 23 years now. And basically what I do is I work with all types of athletes, from recreational athletes to college athletes high school athletes, Olympic hopefuls, and adult athletes uh, in in endurance world, triathlon, running, marathoning. So um, I teach them, uh, give them the tools, rather, to improve their performance and get bigger, faster, stronger, better through nutrition. And that's really kind of envelops everything that I do. And I do that through one-on-one counseling and group programs and online digital courses. And I also go to schools and to schools and teams about how to do that, how to improve their performance through food. And I also wait for publications and um, I speak on podcasts just like this, just to get my message about good nutrition and performance out there. I love it. And first off, let's brag about you a little bit because you are one badass athlete. Um, It says (laughs) you are 2006, 2012 Ironman. Um, 10-time marathon marathon finisher, and then you also have All-American Triathlete 2012, 2013, 2014, Team USA World Championship Competitor 2013, 2014, and 2015. Wow. Um, I am a huge female athlete fan, so I follow. Those are one of my favorite podcasts, so this talking to you is awesome. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I just thought, I think of it more just really fun. Like, I just get out there and have fun. And uh, yeah, I did get a little hardcore for a little while. But I also have four children. So that's my other sport, which is a big, big part of my time. So um, I had to tone down my racing. And now COVID, there's no racing at all. So I really haven't raced in about in over a year, really. Um, so I've slowed that down. But I still just love to train and I love triathlon. And so I'm, I'll be ready when it gets back up and going again for sure and that's a sport where it doesn't take like you know an hour or two to train I mean it's hardcore training so yeah balancing family life with that type of training is big business there (laughs) 
Yeah, it is tricky. And, um, and I think that I found a way to do it just in the margin, you know, like when the kids were really little, it was much easier to believe it or not. We could get a babysitter. I train with my husband. So we get a babysitter. We can go out for, you know, 60, 70, 80 mile rides. And then the next day go for long runs and go swimming in the lake. And we, we had that time and it was almost like our date time. Aww. We used to joke around. So that's our date. We don't go out to dinner, but we all go for a bike <laughs> or a run. So um, we did that for a long time. Now our kids are so busy that I find myself, you know, like running around the lacrosse field or running while my kids are at swim practice. Or I can't tell you how many hockey parking lots I've lapped around, you know, at six o'clock at night in the freezing cold just to get my workout in. That's kind of just where it has to happen. So I try to fit it in as best as I can. I love it. And yeah, as our kids get older, there's life gets even busier, even though they're less dependent as littles, for sure. I know. You don't think that's going to happen. But then when it does, you're like, oh, my goodness, this is so much harder. <laughs> but you know what? That time is going to be done in a blink of an eye, too. Don't you feel like like that uh, teenager years where it's like, ah, it's crazy busy, but we'll savor it while we can for that. Sure, too. Um, can I ask, how old are your kiddos? Uh, my oldest is 17. She's actually leaving for college December. So when you say it goes by fast, it really does go by fast. I can't even, I can't even believe I'm old enough to have a 17 year old. And then her brother is 16. And then I have another girl who's 13 and my baby is 11. It's going to be 12 next month. So almost 12. Yep. Crazy. Yes, you are. You are busy and four. That's a handful too. Um, yeah. So I, I remember first listening to you on the Marathon Training Academy podcast. And I was super excited there was mm -hmm. a registered dietitian. And so you started coaching with them. And I'm sure you have a lot of other jobs included in there. Tell us more about that part, part of your job. Yeah, sure. Uh, Marathon Training Academy is just a wonderful organization. Just really good people who run it. And they're, they're, make, they're changing the running world, I think, because they really help to motivate and educate runners to reach their goals, no matter what they are, no matter if they just want to run a fun 5k or whether they want to PR for Boston, you know, and, and, and qualify for Boston and everyone in between. And it's just a community that people support each other in. And so when they were reaching out to coaches, so in addition to being a registered dietitian, I'm also a running coach and a triathlon coach. And I really just kind of fell into that world because people just kept asking me if I would coach them. So I said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned into like, you know, getting certified to do that. And I just try to do that on the side because it's fun. But there's such a big overlap for me too with sports nutrition and coaching, run coaching and triathlon coaching because you really need nutrition to be able to coach somebody, I think, because they go hand in hand. But basically, yeah, so I coach for MCA. I also coach um, my own clients separately on the side. So I do a little bit of both, but I really just, take people's goals and I build them up so that they can achieve them. And it's just one of the coolest things ever because no matter what level of athlete you are, everybody has goals, right? And sometimes you just need somebody to help motivate you get, to get there. And that's how I view my job as a, as a running and triathlon coach. Well, and you need someone who knows what to do. And you definitely have had your experience in that field of triathlon and marathon training as well. So I can see why they come to you as the expert. Um, it says all ages. What age do you enjoy coaching the most? 
that's such a tough question because <laughs> I, I really love them all. But I have to say now, like currently, if I was just to like just say what my favorite is right now, I would say high school kids. High school athletes are just awesome. Um, just the teenagers, what they are is they're so motivated to get better. They just want to be the best athletes they can be. And they're at an age where they are getting better, you know, like week to week to week, they can get better really quickly because they're just in that growth pattern of their life, lives. And they're like little sponges. They take what you say and they implement it right away. You know, like us, old folks, we, we kind of hear something and we're like, eh, maybe, maybe we'll try that next week. Or maybe I'll start that Monday. But these kids do it like today. Like I'll tell them something and they'll go out and try it today and implement it. And then they'll say, yeah, that really works. And that did work. And they're, they're just so excited to be alive, you know? So I really love the high school teenage age group right now. Sounds like a great client. Nothing better than having your, yeah. your information put into practice. I love it. Um, right. So what is one area that people seem to get wrong that you maybe keep on having to repeat yourself on that? Yeah, that's a good question, too. Um, I think that so much misinformation out there and people are reading things or seeing something on Instagram or hearing something from a teammate or a coach about, you know, the latest fad diet or, you know, try keto or try paleo or let's be vegan or and all of these things aren't really um, said in, in the right way. Like they're hearing it in, a, in a different way from someone else that's not their specific goal. So they're listening to somebody else's goals and somebody else's needs and not their own. So um, it's fat diets and misinformation that doesn't pertain to them. I think that is misunderstood. So I'll have a lot of athletes come to me and say, you know, my friend Sally's doing this and I started it two weeks ago and, it's not working. And then we're like, okay, let's break this down. You know, did you really need to do that? Because you're a different athlete and you're a different person. Your metabolism is different and your genetics are different and your goals are different. And then we have to kind of unravel that. So I think that's the biggest misconception about nutrition is there's so much fluff out there. And you really, I, as you know, just a practitioner really have to break it all down and give them the right information and um, clear that confusion up a lot. Well, and your information is very helpful for those young athletes too, because that's where it really can get sticky. They see something on TikTok or Snapchat, all the latest and greatest in social media, and you can clear out all the junk and guide them in the right direction. <laughs> right, right. And I do, I get like texts all the time from my athletes that says, you know, listen to watch this TikTok. I heard this. Is this true? And I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful that they asked me if that was true. And sometimes it is true. You know, I had one yesterday, some TikTok said it's, 3,500 calories really a pound. And I said, yes, that is true. So now they have that information that they know they can believe. Or if something else, you know, comes across TikTok and it's totally not true. So they're like, oh, okay, I won't believe that. I won't believe that. So it's important to clear up that stuff because nobody knows right from wrong when you're just surfing TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it is they're, right. <laughs> they're on right now. Right. Um, so when you help these younger athletes, do you focus on the the student athlete or do you uh, also connect with the parents too? Yeah, 100% the parents. In fact, I am really focusing right now, especially with my digital courses, on working with parents, coaches, and athletes together. Because I think it's a team. I mean, sports is all a team sport, really, for the most part. And when it comes to nutrition, it's a team effort. Because a lot of, especially when you're dealing with 
youth athletes and high school athletes, they're still living at home for the most part. And if, if, you know, not boarding school kids, but every, everyone that's living at home going to school, they're living at home. Their parents are doing the shopping and the cooking for them. And they're having you know, family dinners and packing lunches. And everyone's involved in meal prep together as a family unit. College is slightly different because they're living away, but that that being said, they're also being sent food or ordering stuff on Amazon Prime or coming home for the holidays. And there's still a big family issue when it comes to nutrition because that's how we connect and that's that's how we socialize. A lot of what we do as humans centers around food. So I do open up that communication because I want parents to know what they need to know to help their student athletes. And then I also want coaches to know what needs to be focused on, you know, before games, after games, before practices, hydration, fueling snacks, all that kind of stuff. Because coaches have a lot of misinformation out there too. And if they have the right information, they can really help pass that right information along to their athletes and create a positive message around sports nutrition. So yes, I do a lot of work with that, that triangle, the trifecta of the athlete, the parent and the coach. Oh, yes. It's so important. And do you do any coaching for certain teams or is it all probably just as an individual basis for uh, student and family centered? No, I do. I teams also. So it's, teams will come to me and say, can you give a talk to our whole team about nutrition? I'll usually, usually do it in the beginning of the season so that they're primed, you know, and, and have some ideas and some go-to meals and snacks to carry them through the season or I'll coach teams sometimes midway through the season if they're having issues. Say if there's a team that's having issues with fueling or Sometimes I'll vet an all-women's team come to me because they're having issues with maybe um, body dysmorphia or occasionally eating disorders or just want to be aware of eating disorders or the female athlete triad. So that's another popular topic. I'll also work with a lot of male teams on, on bulking up, especially like football and hockey, about getting bigger and stronger and maximizing that growth period of time. And uh, talk about supplements too because a lot of, a lot of teams are hearing supplements that are helpful, and they also are hearing a lot about supplements that are hurtful. So to clear up that confusion is is life changing. You really want these athletes to supplement, use supplements wisely, and know what they're using, and know why they're using it, and make sure that they're getting the good stuff instead of the dangerous stuff. So yeah, I will definitely speak with teams and coaches together so that everyone's on the same page and they really have the right knowledge. Oh. You know, we always think that training and all those entities in the training is the key to being successful, but a lot of people miss the nutrition. And I love hearing this so much. Um, we're big Iowa State fans. It's my alma mater. And there was a, uh, they had a little uh, clip on TV and there was a, they had their own registered dietitians for the Iowa State football team. And that made me so excited. So I can see how so great. Your, in, your entities building in with each of the teams and making the nutrition message for these athletes clear and concise to get to the best performance. It excites me so much. <laughs> it does. It does. And like I said, I've been in this field a long time. 20 years ago, a lot of uh, NCAA schools did not have a registered dietitian on staff. And now... I'm totally going to get this percentage wrong, but I believe it's up to 60% of colleges and universities have it already on staff. It's not full-time, definitely part-time. So that's, we're taking 10 steps in the right direction, which is so wonderful. And the fact that it's changed so quickly, um, you know, just, it makes me happy too, trust me, because these athletes are getting healthier and healthier because they have this support. 
so good to hear. Um, so for parents, what kind of information do you, or what's probably the most important information that you want to drive home for the parents? Yeah, so parents, they're really there as support and, and guidance, support and guidance for nutrition. So a lot of times, and I'm a parent, so I fall into this trap all the time, trust me, because I'm still human. But, you know, we want to tell our kids what to do. You know, eat this, eat that, eat this. You know, I heard you're supposed to eat this, eat breakfast. Um, you know, and it's more, you really have, have more buy-in from the, from the child, from the, from the student-athlete. And have a conversation. Like, what kinds of things do you like to have before practice? So what kinds of things do you enjoy eating after practice? What makes you feel the best when you're working out? Um, what meals do you love eating the night before a game or a competition? You know, and if the athlete chooses those things, and then you have the capability to prepare them or at least shop for them and cook them together, then they have the tools. That way, they are empowered to fuel themselves once they leave us. And that teaching moment or moments, many years, many moments over the years is huge in terms of their success down the road. So we can do everything for them to make healthy meals, tell them to eat this, tell them to do that. But if they don't actually make the decision to do it themselves and have that buy-in and be a part of that process, then that success won't go as far as it would if they did. And I think that's a big mistake that many parents make, including myself. I've made that mistake many times in the past, especially when we're in a rush. We're just like, here, do this, do this. But if we really hand it over to them and have them take responsibility for all that, that's when they're really most successful. So how can people connect with you and find your services? Um, You also mentioned about digital programs as well. Yeah, so my website is jendialsrd.com. I also, you can also find me on all the, uh, all the social. So my Instagram handle is Ben Giles, Eat for Sport. So Eat for Sport is the name of my business. And I'm also on TikTok and Facebook and LinkedIn, all Ben Giles, Eat for Sport. Um, the other day I was looking through Facebook and who do I see? You talking at me about the Marathon Training Academy program. <laughs> that was awesome. It was so, I was so excited. I was like, oh, I'm going to talk to her. Um, level up your <laughs> nutrition knowledge with uh, on the Marathon Training Academy. Uh, there's nine courses and there's videos. These videos are so good, by the way. You, you talk about nutrition and stress factors and I was like, oh, yes, I think I have... I think I have a self-diagnosed stress fracture. I need to find out what. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, so sorry. Tell us more about this program uh, from the MTA. Yeah. So it's a series of nutrition courses and they're just videos that I put together and they're on different topics like make your own food, you know, how to make your own smoothie in the best way possible or hydration, um, quick breakfast for athletes, for runners. It's all running based um, and nutrition for stress fractures and just little tidbits of information that really can take your running to the next level because it's well running focused. Um, I have courses that actually are coming out in mid-March. So maybe by the time this airs, they will be up there for um, nutrition for all athletes. And one is specifically for athletes. One is for parents and one is for coaches. So there'll be a number of digital courses on those topics there. And then, for anyone else that's on Facebook and that's interested in more about sports nutrition community, I have a free Facebook group and it's called the Sports Nutrition Hub. And it is a community of athletes, coaches, and parents. And we all get together and, 
and talk about or ask questions about sports nutrition, whether it's a personal question you have for yourself or for your, your son or daughter that's an athlete or if you're a coach for your team. And uh, we get on there and just have a powwow. Everything's sports nutrition. So that's a good place to get a lot of information too. Wow, you have everything from videos to uh, free. Um, and that course that I saw from MTA, that was, what, $49? I mean, I thought that was a very okay. reasonable investment for nine courses of sound size nutrition when it comes to running. Yeah, yeah, very doable and very important and pretty comprehensive. So, yeah, yeah a good deal for sure. Right. Um, and I forgot to make note, but... I think this is on your website, but you put in there, nutrition is the secret weapon in sports performance. And that is your voice. Uh, you have nutritional strategies that are specific to your body and your goals, like you talked about. And mm-hmm. um, obviously you cover all areas, all ages. What is your favorite thing about being a dietitian? I think just that... Um well, I'll tell you a quick little story. And I was a high school, and this is really why I became a dietitian, and it's also why I love it. But I was a high school athlete, and I knew that I could be better. It wasn't great. I had any stress of imagination, but I loved it. And um, I was a softball player and a swimmer. And I knew I could be better, but I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to train better. Nutrition was not even on my radar. I mean, I was a softball player that sat on the sidelines eating full ranch Doritos. And... Um, I was a swimmer who couldn't wait for that hot dog truck to show up after school before practice. That was like the highlight of my day. <laughs> so, and then like, I look back now and I'm like, no wonder I wasn't a great athlete. <laughs> there was no nutrients going into my body before I was training. So, um, over, I went to, went on to college, did not play sports in college, but what I did is I started running. I just grabbed a pair of running shoes one day and I started running and I really never stopped. But I also, to the at, the same time I started running, started reading up on nutrition and learning how it could make me a better runner and make me feel better. And so I got obsessed with nutrition and how it was connected to my running. And then when I was deciding on a profession towards the end of college, I thought, you know what? All I really want to do is share with everyone how awesome you would feel if you combined nutrition with exercise. And I thought I could really help a lot of people because at that point, I pretty much figured it out. I figured a lot more out since then, but I thought I figured it all out then <laughs> at 21 years old. And um, so that's really what I love most about it is just helping people. And there's nothing better than somebody, you know, sitting in my office or now because of COVID on a Zoom call <laughs> saying, oh, I never knew that before. Or, oh my gosh, what you just told me to do last week made me feel so much better. Because I think, you know, at the end of the day, we all want to be great athletes. That's kind of what sports nutrition is about. But at some point, your competitive career is going to be over if you're a collegiate athlete or go pro or Olympics or whatever. And then we still want to be active and healthy. So just having all that knowledge carrying you through not only your sport, but to keep you active and healthy for a long time um, really makes you feel good. Like it makes you feel strong. It makes you feel alive. It makes you feel energetic. And that is the key at the end of the day. It's feeling good because that's your motivating factor for eating healthy forever. And that's really what I love about this profession the most. So good. Um, So did you start in dietetics when, or did you get your master's degree and then hit up the 
the dietetics part and the internship? Uh, so I started late. I did things backwards. Okay. Uh, my, 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 I, I, my path was not straight. It was, there was very many twists and turns and bumps in the road. No, I was undergraduate as a psychology major and had a business minor. So I knew I wanted to, at that point, I wanted to have like a psychology practice. I wanted to have my own business. I was always kind of a little entrepreneurial. And um, then I went to college and um, I heard this career services talk and the person who was talking said, you pretty much just have to find something you love and make a career out of it. And I thought, well, at this point in my life, I loved running and I love nutrition. So I'm going to do that. (laughs) There's something about being young that is so amazing. You just think you could do anything. But um, so I just looked into all these programs and I, I found a program in New York City at Columbia University that had a combined physiology program because I love learning about physiology and biology and biochemistry. So I wanted to do that. So I got a master's in physiology. But while I was there, I learned that they had a, a program that also you could get a master's in nutrition at the same time. So it was this dual master's program. And um, so I just, and did that. And then on top of that, I did my registered dietitian certification with my internships and, you know, like all the hours of, of hospital work and medical nutrition therapy and everything. And I just stayed and did that until I was done. So I was kind of a student for a really long time. <laughs> I think like eight, eight years or something like that. But, uh, but it was well worth it. It sounds like that. It was a whirlwind little path, but you definitely found your calling and what you love to do. Yes, I did. That I did. <laughs> what a great story. I love I loved hearing it from the very seedlings of finding your passion and your joy to it blossoming to now. So uh, you prayed so much uh, for everyone. Is there anything else that we missed or that you want to dive into? I love being on here and chatting with you. I also have something for your listeners. I have a free, um, this may be helpful for whether you're a coach or a parent or an athlete, is a Self, uh, sports nutrition self-assessment. So really, it's it's uh, a quick download, free download, and you can go through all these little points and decide if you're doing it well, not so well, or what it does is it prioritizes what you need to work on or what your athlete needs to work on, and it's something a coach can use with his or her team. It's something a parent can use with their student-athlete, or it's something an athlete can use for themselves. And it's a great starting place. It's something I use with most of my athletes to get started. So it's a great tool to use just to take an inventory of, of where you're at and what, what you need to work on the most. Great. Where can people find this download? I will send you a link. Okay, How about that? Great. So we just put that in the show notes because yes, that's the easiest. I'll it's put a that long, in the notes you know, and I'll even link. link it to the podcast part of it too, as well as the website. So yes, fantastic. Okay, great. Thank um, you. Okay. Well, now the fun part begins. Let's do our little uh, concluding questions and then we'll wrap it up. So, First question. Okay. <laughs> if you yeah. were in a TV show, which one would it be? Oh, Friends. Yes. Absolutely. Me too. <laughs> yes. So oh. fun. And it just reminds me of being young. <laughs> <laughs> um, are your teenagers into Friends too now? They are. My older two are. They've watched <laughs> it over and over and over again. And it just went off Netflix. When it was on Netflix, my older daughter like the spins left it forever. So yes, they all yes. love it. So fun. Uh, what is one food that someone has said a dietitian eats that? Ice cream. 100% <laughs> ice cream. I'm a big ice cream fan. I eat ice cream a lot. 
And I love it. And I have no guilt about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, along with that, what's your favorite feel-good food? You know what? Honestly, I think yogurt. I There's something about yogurt. And I know that sounds silly from a diet to think because it's a healthy food, but it's like a treat for me. If I have a sweet craving and I have some yogurt, I know at least I'm getting a little sugar and a little protein and I'm good to go. And it, it just makes me feel good for hours afterwards. What's your favorite yogurt, if I can ask? I Yeah, I love either Faye okay. with a little honey on it, or if I'm just a grab-and-go kind of thing, the Tabani low-sugar one. I really like that one, too. That's a Strawberry. Good, yeah. <laughs> There's so many varieties out now that it's almost overwhelming to figure out even a type of yogurt. <laughs> yes, I know. There is. Lots of decisions, but it's good to have options. Yes. Um, if you were to have lunch or coffee with anyone, who would it be? Mm, I'd have to say Oprah. Yes. Not like I'm, everybody wants to have lunch or co- coffee with Oprah. I really do love her. And it's funny because I grew up watching Oprah too. Talk about like, you know, I grew up in the 80s. So um, a friend and Oprah, right? That's yes. what it was. Like every day you come home from school and just watch, watch an episode. And I just feel like I learned so much from her. She's just a wonderful human. I would love to pick her brain on a bunch of things. Um, best or latest book you've read? Oh, that's a good one. I read so many like business books these days, so I'm kind of boring when it comes to that. But the last like fun book I read was a book called Fair Town, and it was it was about a hockey town. And I'm a, two of my sons play hockey, so it was just really cool to read a book about a hockey town, and it was a good story. And I believe it's actually coming out on Netflix soon too. They need a series out of it, or at least a movie out of it. Oh, that's but, even um, better. I, yeah, but another sports-specific book that I love is it's called How Bad Do You Want It? And it's by Matt Fitzgerald, who is a triathlete. But And this book is very triathlete and run-focused, but there are little stories of certain athletes, and it's all about the mental focus and how they got to where they wanted to get, not pure, purely by physiology, but by mental focus. So it's fascinating, the psychology behind it. But that was a... That's a really good read for any athlete who, who just needs a little bit of extra motivation. Perfect. I've heard about that, but I will definitely be reading that now since you talk more about that. That sounds good. I am personally honored to have you on here. Like it's been, I've been excited all day and I even um, messaged one of my friends who listens to the MTA podcast and I was like, I'm going to have that dietitian on. <laughs> Oh, so, you're so sweet. Thank you. I can I can share my little uh, silliness on with you, but um, yay, dietitians okay. and sharing your message in the sports world. I love it. Oh, well, I was very thrilled to be on your podcast because I just love the message that you're, that you're spreading, rather. So thank you so much for having me. What a treat. I love hearing registered dietitian stories, and I love seeing sports nutrition become a popular topic. Be sure to check out her on social media and find her informative resources because these nutrition strategies are key in optimizing sports performance that are specific to your body and your goals. So thank you so much for joining me on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.